Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, it has been quite a while. We have been away from basketball. We've taken a mm. nice little vacation, but we mm. are back. The preseason is here. We got games in Abu Dhabi. We got freaks playing in Vegas uh, for all the world to see. Uh, hey, wait, whoa. That's a double entendre, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it works both ways there. Um, and yeah. then we got some, uh, you know, some exciting basketball topics to talk about. Um, and none of it's really off the court. It's a lot of on the court stuff. So I'm excited about that. But first and foremost, BJ, it's great to see you again. It really is great to see you, Tate. <laughs> it's It's been a long time. And uh, Midas, great to see you get back. You know, we're ramping up a little bit. Yeah, we're ramping up. There you go. But it seems like the season is our, I'm already worn out, you know, just in preseason. <laughs> this has been unbelievable. Everything has been going on. We got scandals. We got mm. drama. We have games. We have new players coming in. We got old players coming out. We have players returning. We seem like everyone is returning back to the NBA. We got Kawhi Leonard. We got John Wall. Yeah. We, we have Zion. So you know what? With no further ado, I'm going to let you, my friend, take us through these topics, and let's get into it for the people. Well, let's start with the uh, the most fascinating topic. I mentioned uh, freaks that are impressing all the basketball world, and and his name is Victor Wimbanyama, and he is uh, a seven foot three to seven foot five, depending on who you're talking to. He's got an eight foot wingspan. He was hitting step back threes. He plays the G League Ignite with his French team. And BJ, you were live on the ground, boots on the ground in Las Vegas. Yes. You saw him in person. Um, what was your big takeaway from Victor, other than the fact that he is maybe um, the most freakish basketball player I've ever seen, at least watching TV, outside of maybe Ralph Sampson. And uh, I know that's someone that you and I have talked about uh, before on the show, Ralph Sampson. So I wanted to hear your thoughts about seeing Victor in person. Well, Tate, you know, that that's – you ask what is my take? Uh, I, I simply have one word, wow. Mm. Like, And you're not easy I to wish, impress for the people at home. Yeah, I, I wish I could describe to the people – here listening to this podcast what I just saw I have no idea what I just saw <laughs> but I can tell you what it looked like because yeah. I've never seen it before mm -hmm. they say he's 7'4 I'm going to say he's every bit of 7'4 he, he's probably taller he is thin but he has a frame where you can see it's going to fill out mm -hmm. he's, a he he's a true big yeah, he's a true big he's a true big when I tell you he has a skill set, okay, meaning he has all of the intangibles that you want to do for a player that's smaller. He can pass. He can dribble. He Fundamentally, he's as sound as, as I've seen for a man that size. And that age. Yeah. And, and, okay. He has poise. He, he understands the game. He understands both sides of the ball, right? He understands rim protection, how to defend, angles. You know, he's just a complete basketball player at this age, and you're going, wow. Like, he, he, he's never in a hurry. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, you could see the, you know, by the highlights, please, please feel free. If you can describe what it is, I mean, you got a seven foot four guy who's doing step back fadeaways. Okay. Seven eleven, no one, seven and eleven from three in his first outing. I mean, that, yeah, that no makes one's no going to block his shot anyway. But he's doing step backs, and he knows how to create space. And the best part of his game, which he didn't even display, is on the post. I mean, Tate, he has a post game, which 
that in itself is scary, but he has a mid-range, pick and pop, pick and dive. He can play fast. He can play slow. He just has the total package. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those, wow. Okay. Now, the only saving grace for the other players who are going to have to play and deal with this, this young man for the next 15 to 20 years is he doesn't jump like Vince Carter or LeBron James. Because if, because if he did that, you would have no chance. Yeah. So with that, he's at 99.9 that he's going to just dominate this team for the next 15 years. If he jumps or he begins to get that level of athleticism, and he is a terrific, and I mean a terrific athlete. I mean, he can move like, like never before. He, he can get in a defensive stance. He has good feet. I mean, actually, he has great feet. Yeah, very fluid. Big hands, soft touch. You know, he's not strong enough yet to play through, you know, the big, strong athletes that he'll see next year in the NBA, but he will. Mm -hmm. He's not afraid. In the next five years, Tate, he will win an NBA championship. He's that good. He's a top five player right now in the NBA. Right now. This is how good, and and I'm not exaggerating here. I know not, that this that, isn't that, a hype machine. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the, he the is fascinating part is that it's not hype. Like you wouldn't yeah, come no, on this here this and isn't, spread hype. You know, normally you you'll see hype. No, this isn't hype. This is just, ladies and gentlemen. What if you live in an NBA city, buy season tickets now, so you can say like myself, like you, Tate, and like all the other basketball fans in the world, I saw this one. Mm -hmm. If he's healthy. Okay, knock on wood, he will be considered one of, if not the greatest player to ever play. His base is that incredible. And like you said, okay. there, there's no one out there that can block his no, shot. It, I mean, there, there's. The, and I saw, the sky I saw is Giannis the at the same age. Mm -hmm. I saw Joel Embiid. I saw, I saw LeBron James at this age. Mm -hmm. I saw Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant. I saw Shaq. This young man has every single tool that's necessary in the tool shed to be a player. In addition to his size and athleticism. And the only thing he doesn't do, I'm wanna, I want to nitpick because I can't believe I just saw perfection. Okay? I just saw per, the only, If I were to nitpick, okay, he, he's not as explosive as LeBron and Vince Carter and those type of athletes. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't need to be. But if he was, like you said, I mean, it'd be a wrap. Dunks, mm -hmm. When he dunks, he has to like duck his head. <laughs> okay, right now. Literally. Okay, he is. I mean, you can't double team him because he, he no one's no one's standing at eight feet. He holds the ball up above his head. Like, with one no hand, like you said, because he has big hands. Hand. So he he's got big hands. He's got like the Jordan factor with his hands being able to. He's pivot. got a beautiful yeah. jump shot. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. It's like Dirk Nowinski pretty. Mm -hmm. It's it's he it, it's okay. And after that game, the big fella called me, Big House, Big Ralph called, and I, we must have talked for forty five minutes. And I got to let him tell it because we need to get him on the show, or we need to get him. He needs to be making the rounds on all the podcasts, television, because talking to him, it was a, I, I quickly became aware that at that size, he's probably the only one that can kind of relate, relate yeah. 
to what's going on. Mm-hmm. It'd be great for Victor to talk to him, to be honest with you. I, I think you that what, would be a I, great I resource. Mean, Ralph made some fascinating comments, okay? But I don't want to – I think he should speak because I'm very, very encouraged to get my season tickets <laughs> so that I can see Victor, okay? Yeah. This young man is a terrific, terrific player, and I'm telling you, whatever team is lucky enough to draft him, okay? Whatever team is lucky enough to draft – they are going to have a very, very special player. Like one we've never seen. We haven't seen one like this. Yeah, and you've seen the reaction and, around the league. I mean, LeBron, yeah, the way the game Giannis, played, yeah. all these guys. They, well, you, you know when you see something you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, you, you just haven't seen anything like this one. And if he has, I will say this, what, like what Ralph said. I will say one thing. Ralph, you know, said, and I, and I, and I agree with him. If this young man has any type of grit, any type of toughness, which he looks like he does. Yeah, he does. He'll be simply the greatest. <laughs> he'll be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. He'll be the first. I mean, we're talking about a seven foot four kid who's 18 with a fundamental base that's unmatched. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about skill and he's got it in and out. He's got a fundamental base. Yeah. Fundamentals can enhance talent. Well, he has a base and he has an enormous amount of talent. And he doesn't even know the NBA rules yet. Wait and, uh, wait until he I'm knows saying. the rules. I mean, he was playing a different sport when he was playing against the Ignite team. I mean, he wasn't and, even playing and, his own and, rules. And, and, and no one will be able to counter him mm-hmm. at this size. No one, because of his fun, he is comfortable playing 24, 25 feet away from the basket. He's comfortable on the box. He's comfortable in the mid-range. You can't put him anywhere on the floor where he's not going to be able to succeed. (laughs) You can't put him anywhere on the floor and he won't be head and shoulders above anyone else. Yeah. That's just a fact. That's not like, oh, well, he needs to improve. He doesn't need to improve anything. This is just, it's perfect. And all you need to do is just get out of the way. Now, the thing I'm interested in, he's so good, Tate. He's going to force everyone to stop isolation basketball. Because you're not going to be able to beat him on the defensive end. One-on-one. But one-on-one. You, you, you're going to have to double him, yeah. No, no. Well, I'm talking about when he's on oh, the yeah, defensive yeah, yeah. end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to. Move the ball, ball movement, player movement. Because if you allow him to load up on one side, there's no one that can just dunk over him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there will be someone will catch him, right? Someone of course, gonna yeah, get caught. Yeah, yeah. But let me tell you this. He's going to have a high success rate of blocking or deterring shots. He's also going to have triple doubles with blocks. You know what I mean? He's going to be... It's no question about, yeah. There's no question about it. And on the offensive end, if he catches the ball on the post, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. A double team, he won't even see the double team coming. He's so tall. Yeah, and as soon as you bring it, he's already making the pass probably. You know what I mean? Because like, it's a bird's eye view. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal passer. So uh, NBA coaches, he's going to change the game. Mm-hmm. He's going to change the game because you're not going to be able to just play isolation basketball if he's on your team. You're going to have to play some – type of you know you're going to have to be in some type of system 
where you're going to have where it's going to require him to have ball movement, player movement, because he's he's 30 points on day one. Mm-hmm. Tate, he's so good. I'm going to say this. I think he can do this, Tate. I think he can win Rookie of the Year and the MVP in the same year. Magic Johnson. That's all I'm saying. You think he could do a Magic Johnson? No, no, no. I ain't say MVP of the final. Oh, 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 oh. You're saying MVP of the league. MVP yeah, yeah, yeah. of the league. Mm-hmm. Tate, he's that type of talent. And Tate, this is with no experience. He is capable of doing 25 to 30 points day one. And he doesn't even know what he's doing. <laughs> That's what I find so he, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 he doesn't even know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Once he learns the NBA rules and learns it, he can a, do this over. gather step and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to be if he gets strong enough and he gets his mm-hmm. base strong enough and he starts jumping out of the gym. I mean, he's a when I tell you he's a terrific athlete, he's up in the elite category already. But if he gets strong enough and I was looking at a move, I was like. He could get strong. That's a lot of body to be moving around, right? Tate, I saw him play on Tuesday, and then I saw him play again on Thursday. And if I didn't know better, he was moving better on Thursday than he was on Tuesday. That's very rare for a big. Mm -hmm. He can move this body. Tate, move this body like I haven't seen. I was so impressed with him and the way he played the game. Tate, I I just walked out of there and said, wow. Like, what did you see? I was like, wow. Yeah. That's what I saw. Mm -hmm. There was nothing else to talk about. It wasn't like... Well, who's going to be number one in the draft this year? No, who is the other 29 players? Because it's only 29 more spots. Because number one is done. Yeah, it's literally. Number it, one it, is It's signed, sealed, and done. delivered. I mean, Woj yeah. is already and, reporting and, the teams are and, already talking about how they get to the point where they can get Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you know what I mean? And, and listen, he is a, he, I mean, he's, when you say transcendent, you know, we throw that word around now. Superstar. Well, let me tell you something. When he comes in the league, he's going to change it. Mm-hmm. He's going to literally raise the bar. I think he is that good. Now, that's a lot to be saying, but let me tell you something. He's going to raise the bar of what we view as a star player moving forward. Mm. I mean, this young man is something. I mean, I, I, you know, when I tell you no one left the seats when he was there, because you just – like tell you, I was watching warm-ups. He was just dunking in warm-ups, and I was like, huh? It just looks silly, like what he's doing. Yeah. It looks like they need to make the the rims 12 feet or something. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> when he shoots, the ball is above the top of the backboard. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. with so much art. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he's so much bigger than everyone else. But then he's running. Like what takes you maybe five dribbles, it takes him one. The space he's covering. I mean, he's blocking shots, Tate, and he's standing on the other side of the uh, – uh, in the lane. He just comes over and blocks it. You're like, there's no way. He had a block shot, Tate, that was so good. The referees had to go and say, is that even possible for someone to block a shot from that? He came from, like, the three-point – he was standing at the three-point line guarding his guy. Someone drove the basket, and, like, one step, he blocked the shot on the other side. And – in the replay, it was good. Yeah. But they were like, it, it has referee, to be goaltending. Like, yeah, it has to be something. Yeah, it yeah. has to be goaltending. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this guy, Tate, is going to, like, you're like, man, maybe they should make the lane wider or something. Yeah. Because, Tate, he's so, it's like, huh? 
And I love that his agent during the second game, they were talking to him and they were talking about shutting him down because, like you said, you know, he's the number one pick. There's pretty much no doubt about it. And his agent said, even if I told Victor that he had to shut it down, he would tell me no. So, I mean, I, that was the other thing that I, I worry with someone like that size that's so freakish, he might get bored or he might not really have that. But it seems like he has a love for the game of basketball, too, which makes it even more uh, of a sure thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I you know this this telecast is becoming a you know I, I'm the hype man for Victor, right? I guess I'm I've become the hype man for him. <laughs> you know when you see big, you know there's bigs and then there's everybody else. You know, Tate, you can tell guys who play the game because they're tall, or they play the game because you know someone might introduce and then introduce them to the game. Then you see people who play the game with a joy and a passion and a love for the game. Mm. He, remi- he looks like an artist to me. He has an imagination. Like, you know, normally you'll see bigs do things and that, you know, they have moves. This is how I play on the left box. This is how I play on the right box. Tate, he was doing things, very, he was very creative in what he was doing and how he was dunking the ball. Yeah. He was... He had he 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 had trick shots, you know. Like he was like re- doing reverse, you know, layups. But he was doing them in a way you could tell, like you know, okay, yeah, I could do a layup, and I probably would make it every single time. I mean, literally, I don't think the, I don't even think he has to jump to dunk the ball. Mm-hmm. But you could tell he has he has some creativity and imagination the way he passes the ball. Like the, you see a seven foot four guy throwing no look passes, and you're like. Everyone has their eye on you. Like, who's not seeing what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. But he plays the game with the joy. And the, and the greatest thing about everything he did, Tate, was he was a good teammate. I watched him for two games. Yeah. And he's a young Tate, kid and he's a superstar. Tate, he, 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 you know, he had 37, I think, in game one, 36 in game two. Tate, I didn't see him demand the ball one time. He was just doing this in the flow of the game. Yeah. And he was hands down. It wasn't even a debate who was the best player on the floor. He did not demand the basketball one time. He just got 37 points. Playing within the, the game. Flow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the flow. Yeah. So imagine like it, imagine the playoffs and you're like, we're going to run everything through him. He can put up 60 take, points. All I kept saying was, that's an easy 50-point game. If you just ran the ball. Let's just say I'm going to run my offense through him. Mm-hmm. They weren't even running it through him. They were just playing like a flex cut offense. Yeah. And then he would take the shot if it happened to be, you know what I mean? It was, with, like if you said, it was in happen, the flow of the offense. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tate, like he was, I mean, it was so much fun to watch. It was so much fun to talk to. Every executive was there. Every general manager and president of the team was there. Of course, because they know yeah, everyone was there, and it was it was great. I mean, it was a treat. It was like I, you know, was, I remember. I enjoyed. Watching, I enjoyed Scoot competing too with him. Like obviously, this. Oh, Scoot! Scoot was terrific. That's what I mean. He's terrific. I, I appreciate listen. the way that he came out and was like, "I'm gonna show y'all what I do too," because he made some great layups on on Victor. You know, at the rim, some nice adjustments in the air. I'm like, I like Scoot. Yeah, he's. Scoot was terrific. He was terrific. But it was so much fun. I mean, this kid is so good that you just... I mean, it's not fair to Scoot, but this kid is so good. Yeah. 
He's so good. Number two pick is the number one pick, really, for all the other guys right now. Which is fine. You know, I don't want to compare this number one pick with that number one pick. Listen, who's the best player in that draft? That's who the number two. Who's the second best player in this draft? That's that's this draft. Now, that might be the number one pick in last year's draft or number one pick in next year's or in the year after. But in this draft with Victor, you're the number two pick. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's an honor at that point because you're yeah. like. But let me tell you something. If Victor, <laughs> it, 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 let me tell you what it, what, what it is and what could be a fun conversation. There's been a lot of great players that play in this league. And let me tell you something. There are many picks, if any, that would go, no, that, that Victor would be number two. Mm-hmm. At the same age. Yeah. Okay. There aren't many scenarios that I can see where Victor would be number two. I mean, there, you, you hear people talking about it now. They're like, if it's 18-year-old LeBron and 18-year-old Victor Wimbanyama, I mean, in today's NBA, they're going to take Victor. And in the 80s, they're going to take Victor because he's 7'4". I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he's 7'4". <laughs> and he's every bit of it. I saw that picture with Rudy Gobert, and I was like, man. Uh, <laughs> he's 7'4". Legit. With, and you're like, he's 18, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's not like he's 7'4", and you're like, and he's like filled out. Like, when you saw Shaq, right? Yeah. You know, you're like, God, man, that, that, that that's just a big man, uh, yeah. right? You saw it when he was like 18, 19. You know, mm-hmm. when you saw Shaq for the first time, you're looking at this kid going, he's a baby. Yeah. And he, and he, I mean, he's going to easily put 50, that's what I mean. 60 more he's pounds gonna, Once on he grows easily. into that frame, too. When we're talking it's, about it's a wrap. at 26, 27, when he's at Giannis's age, you know, we yeah, see it, how it, much Giannis it, grew it, into his body. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it, and you know how much I love Giannis. You know that. <laughs> okay. I think Giannis is definitely, like, aware of Victor and is keeping his eye on him. He's got to be aware. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I saw them at the same age. I saw Giannis. <laughs> At this age, okay? This kid has a better, better body than Giannis. Mm-hmm. And you look at Giannis now, and you're like, man, this guy, like... It's made, like, sculpted by yeah, the gods or yeah, something. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. ripped, right? You know, he's strong. <laughs> this kid here is... And I'm not into, like, the skill things, but I'm just amazed at, at, the, at how poised he is mm-hmm. and how he plays the game. I mean, he's not in a hurry. He's not trying to, like... Move fast. He like take. He's seven four, and he already knows how to like do pump fakes and pass fakes and everything. Yeah, like one hand, one handed pump fakes. Like he's Kawhi he, Leonard or Michael he, Jordan. Like yeah. you learn how to fake. You know, in your career where you say, "Oh man, this guy's fast. I got to fake people out." Like he can just go around and he doesn't even have to utilize a fake. But he's just. <laughs> He's that's like how just I know he has it. an imagination. Yeah, yeah. He's faking knowing that, yeah, I can beat you first, second, third, but I'll just pretend like to make it look good. Mm-hmm. It's like a dance. He's like, he's like, yeah. Yeah, like, like Tate. Like, he doesn't have to fake to do anything. Like, like Tate, yeah. he's faking like he's going to Why are you like faking when you can just raise up on anybody? Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's faking like he's going to shoot. I'm like, no one can block his shot, Victor. I was like, Victor, come on, stop playing with this. Like, like he had, he had, a, he had like an isolation fake, and he was like faking. And he was faking, and then the guy didn't go. He just went. <laughs> I was like, you could do that every time. And it was like he was kind of just dancing with the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel bad for the defensive player because he's just he's just playing around. Yeah. He, he had 37 points, and, I, and I'm telling you, the guy probably only touched 15% of his talent. Mm-hmm. 
Like, he was just dancing around the game. It was know, like a like, casual 37. I mean. Oh, uh, it, it was so casual that, you know what, you're like, who is this kid? Like, how can you be at this age and play with this type of composure? Like, it's, it's like impossible. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, like you he said, looks like a all 27 the 27-year-old vet right now. And all those NBA people were there. So it's like the time where he has all the pressure on him, too, and he answers the bell. I mean, he hit seven oh, of 11 no, he, threes. You know, he didn't answer the bell. He, he was <laughs> – listen, sometimes you put pressure on these young people, you know, they, they you know, you're like you want it so bad. Tay, he was so much better than anyone anticipated. You're like, huh? <laughs> I thought the, he was supposed to be nervous. Yeah. Tay, literally whoever gets him – you're going to have to change everything within your organization to accommodate this player. Yeah. No, he he is the franchise. He I mean, and he's almost bigger than the franchise, right? I mean, he's like a singular basketball global entity at this point. I mean, it, I, I he's like he's like a he's like like a Bobby Fisher. So I, mean, I mean, yeah, he's like a glo- Like you know, like take like, like really take honestly. Like I just like I just want to like okay, who is this guy? And how this, I just want to like, how's this story going to end? Yeah. Like, I just want to see this story. Like, I just want to follow this story. Like, Tate, I've really felt like I got a chance to read the first chapter of a phenomenal book. I was like, oh, I'm into this. Uh, you know, like yeah. this book here is fascinating. Yeah, you have my interest. And I just want to watch it now. Yeah. Like, if he was playing right now, I would stop doing what I'm doing to watch. To say, oh, this is how chapter two starts. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till he gets to the NBA. I can't either. Take, he, I just want to see Victor play against Giannis. Same and Embiid and Jokic play against KD. Yep. I want. I LeBron James is going to have to make an adjustment. Not one we think he's going to have to make. He's going to have to make Kawhi. He's going to have to make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Okay, John Moran and all these guys coming in trying to dunk on guys. No, <laughs> stop it. Okay, Joel Embiid, you better beat this one up early. Well, <laughs> all I could think about when I saw Victor is the, the floater. Right, everyone's got their floater. Everyone's got their yeah. float package. Like, good, good luck putting a floater up on him. I mean, he can smack yeah, it into he, the third he, row. <laughs> and like you so, said, he can come from the three point line and catch that floater in the air before it's coming down. It's it's not even. It's gonna it's, be crazy. It's not even, it's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be like I Patrick mean, Ewing when he was at Georgetown and he was just taking goaltending calls and they were just yeah, like, like block Anthony everything. Did, like they were like block like everything. I watched, I watched Anthony Davis last night and Anthony Davis. You know, you know, he was, he's he's playing the five position last night and I watched Anthony Davis and I was watching Kavon Looney mm-hmm. and during the game I was thinking like. I just watched Victor. I was like, these guys don't have a chance. Yeah. And I've said this about NBA players. Mm-hmm. I was like, you cannot put Kevon Looney on Victor. On Victor. Mm-hmm. You can't put Anthony Davis on Victor. Anthony Davis is an all-star caliber player, a terrific talent, top 75 of all. You can't just put those guys on him. I can't wait. Take <laughs> Small ball has no chance yeah. against this guy. This tall ball. Because he's more skilled than all your point guard than these point guards right now. Yeah. It's like a cheat. Everything code. a point guard can do, he can do. I'm see guys out there crossing over, step back, in and out. I'm like, what? And he's doing it with no effort. It's not like he's forced. It's like, oh, okay. And imagine when in whatever NBA team he goes to says, hey, Victor, like what Jason Kidd did with Giannis, he's like, you bring the ball up. Like, you rip the rebound and you bring yeah. the ball up. You run the L- offense. 
Listen, man. What Jokic is doing? I mean, that's what he's going to be doing. It's going to be insane. But like a different level. Jokic is doing something else. Jokic is doing something else. (laughs) There's Jokic and the other guys, and then there's this guy. Now, this guy, (laughs) tell you, I bet you in two dribbles, this guy can rebound the basketball, and in two dribbles, can go dunk it at the other end. Mm -hmm. Giannis is what? Three dribbles. Three dribbles. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This guy probably can do it in two. Giannis is the one that I think will take it personally against Victor, which would be interesting to well, watch. Well, this guy's seven four. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Take. There's nothing you can do. You can take it. The rim is only ten feet. He's seven four already. He's eight feet already. Mm-hmm. He's basically playing on like a, a Tyke's goal. You know what I mean? He's basically playing on a Nerf goal. Take. I saw him on a fast break dunk. Right. He literally had to duck, duck his head from hitting his head on the rim. Mm-hmm. When they say punch it, he doesn't dunk it. He punches it. He just punches it in the basket. I didn't see him. You know how you'll see players extend? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see him extend one time. He's making himself smaller to, to dunk it. The rim just, <laughs> it doesn't even look real like the rim. You know, I, I, you know. <laughs> Okay, I gotta tell you something. Tate. I came home and I, I put up my I put up my son's rim on the on the on the door just to kind of get a feel of what the what it would the like. Yeah, what would it like to be like Victor? You know, this is how he feels. Yeah, like he just goes up there and just, he can just reach and touch the rim. You know, he was like leaning on the rim. You know, like it was like a you know the referees were talking. He just he's hanging out on the rim, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't even look real. Yeah, Tate, it doesn't look real. I mean, that's why it's so fascinating. But I think it's the best thing to happen in the NBA uh, because oh. now, I mean, it's... Get your tickets now. Yeah, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, get your tickets now. Yeah. Everyone's like, who's the face of the NBA once LeBron leaves? I think they found no, it. No, well, yeah, no, no. He's the face of the NBA. <laughs> Victor, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You, you just want to... I just want to see him play against all the other guys. Me too. Like, I want to see Giannis score 40 on him. And then, but I want this guy to be like, okay, let me make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Because once he figures it out, it's over. He needs to talk to Ralph. You better, Samson you too. better get him now. Yeah. Like, if I were playing against him and I was a big, just beat him up now. Mm-hmm. Because in a year or two, you don't have a chance. Yeah, it might be like bully ball. You know, he might be just throwing down, pushing people out of the way. You, you don't have a chance, mm. man. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like what I'm hearing and uh, what I saw on TV kind of translate to what you saw in person. So uh, before we get out of here, I do want to hit a qu- couple uh, you know news items in the NBA world, basically just around the preseason. I want to ask you about some teams. You mentioned uh, last night the Lakers uh, playing the Warriors. The Lakers have decided to run it back. Um, there's been a lot of conversation about that. Is there anything that you've seen in the new look Lakers that is encouraging BJ in the preseason? Um or is it more of the same? I, I feel like we're we're just having the same conversations we had last year at this time, but at the same well, time, it might be different. Yeah, you and I living out here in L.A., we get a chance to see, you know, we get the Lakers all the time. Yes. And for the rest of the country, you should feel fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I don't mean that in, no, no, no. in a negative I mean, way. No, but you're definitely right. Yeah, you, we okay. hear a lot about the Lakers here, yes. Yeah, you know, like, it's like right after the game, 
this is why the Lakers are going to win a championship. You're like, wait a minute, it's a preseason game, yeah. and this is the first time they've won a preseason game in like two years. Exactly. And now they've already. And won Anthony the Davis seemed like he gave it all. He looked like he put it all on the line, like it was yeah. the finals. Now, <laughs> here is the thing that I do like about the Lakers. Okay, here's the thing. I think the effort and the energy that they are exhibiting in the preseason is far greater than what I saw from a year ago. I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. No, I, Across I the Anthony board. Davis, last night, is playing. His energy and how he's playing, he looks in better condition than he did a year ago. Mm-hmm. When LeBron played, I thought he looked better. Same. With his energy. I'm not talking about shots and making shots and whether the team plays well. When I'm looking at Russell, I think his body language and the way he's playing looks better they're playing to they're playing better as a team they're moving the ball last night they made threes they have a system of play Mm. and what I like from the coaching staff and I'm not knocking last year's coaching staff and sometimes you know you stick around too long you know guys just shut you out they are listening and they're buying in to coach ham yep okay this is just this is just observations I've made just watching them play. Now, how that's going to translate, are they going to come together? Can they execute down the stretch? Those are things that will come. But check. Body language looks much better. They're they're playing together, especially on the defensive end. They're giving second efforts. They're doing all of the things and getting back to playing what I would consider a winning brand of basketball. Now, do they have the depth? Do they have the talent? Will they have? Will their players be accessible to them for enough games? You know, because now everyone load manages. So, you know, for us, we always tried to play eighty-two games. That was the goal. These guys, will they be around sixty-five? No, no, they have to be sixty-five and over for this to be called or termed a successful season. Mm. By LeBron James going into year twenty, and Anthony Davis, who we've known who has shown us that he hasn't been available. But if they are, I like their chances. I really do. I think that, you know, this kid Kendrick Nunn is playing terrific basketball. Russell's giving effort and energy. You know, then you got Pat Bev, and then, you know, they have some players over there. But all of this is going to depend on the following. How many games are LeBron going to be – how many games is he going to be available? Legit, yeah. <clears throat> and and at, at, at this age, you just don't know. You don't know how, you know, like I know he takes great care of himself, blah, 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 blah. But you got to play. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, how many games will Anthony Davis be available? If you get 70-plus games from Anthony Davis, it's the same thing we said last year. If you get 70-plus games from Anthony Davis, okay, now you have a different conversation about this team. But until and, that and, happens – it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And then let's stop the narrative of Russell Westbrook. Now, if this is if this is Russell Westbrook's team, let's build a team around Russell Westbrook so that he can actually thrive then, in that environment. And, and yeah. then then we can crit, we we can criticize him, knowing that they they built a team around him and he wasn't able to deliver. Russell Westbrook is not the first. He's not number one option. He's not the number two. He's the number three option on this team. And the one, number one and number two guys weren't available a year ago. So that narrative to me 
holds no weight. Mm -hmm. But if you want to criticize Russell Westbrook fairly, then let's build a team around him and see. Because that young man showed up to the game last year. That was the one bright spot of your Lakers fan about Russ is that at least he plays. He showed up. (laughs) Okay. He may not be Russell of four or five years ago. He may not. Okay. That's okay. But he shows up and you know he's going to give maximum effort and energy. Yep. It may not always be the right play. Okay. But he shows up and gives you maximum effort and energy. Yep. The big question for this team is the availability. And that's the best ability right now of the two players. Mm -hmm. They're two best players. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah, and that's it. And then the team that they played, obviously, the Warriors last night. You mentioned Kevon Looney. They have their Ooh. own set of drama going on. They, they yeah, got, they got a, they got a little drama going on over there right now. Yeah, so they get uh, we uh, we all saw the video Draymond Jordan Poole situation. We don't have to get into all the nitty gritty of that, but just in general, Draymond has taken himself you know off the team for now. He is you know, and Kevon Looney after the game, they asked him. He said that he's trying to earn trust back with his teammates. Everything gets a little bit more scandalous and different once the public is involved and you got everybody you know going up to Jordan Poole telling him this telling Draymond that telling this player that you know it's a it's just become a whole different story but one of the things that I saw Coach Kerr point out which I wanted to ask you about was about the locker room uh, being a sanctity or or being a place where things could occur right and it it would happen in-house but now it seems like the locker room he said the locker room is under attack Um, And he pointed to this example. So as a former player, as someone who's been in the locker room, who's dealt with altercations and egos and things like that, I mean, how unfortunate is it that it is not a a sanctimonious place anymore and now the public knows everything that's going on, it feels like? Well, it's the gift and the curse all in one. Mm -hmm. You You know, the gift is... The fans have never had more access than they have, which makes it more intriguing. I mean, look at these guys, right? We didn't have to deal with social media. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to deal with Twitter. I didn't have to deal with TikTok videos. I didn't have to deal <laughs> with, you know, Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, you know, that was the gift of that era. You know, I didn't have, if something like that happened in practice, and trust me, it did. We didn't have to worry about video in the way that they have to do it today. And the fallout and the PR and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was the gift. Now, that same action that happens today, it's the curse. It's going, it, it's, it, listen, whatever you do today is going to get someone's filming. Someone's filming. So that's the curse. Now. On one hand, you get you have all this exposure, and on the other hand, you have things that get out. So I think what you do now is the following: you teams have to really understand and say the following. So I, I look at this and, and and listen. All of the players involved in this is I have a I have a not only do I know these people, I have a relationship with these people, right? You know, in complete transparency, I worked with Draymond Green. For many years. I played with Steve Kerr. (laughs) I worked with Bob Myers. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. The owners there, Peter Goober and Joe Joe Lacob. I've done bills. I've done business with those guys numerous on numerous occasions, signing players and getting players. So when I first saw this, I was just heartbroken. I was heartbroken. 
because you know, Tate, like, you know, sometimes if, you know, like you and I, we check in with each other, just checking in and say hello. I don't want to check in with anybody about this situation. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I, you know, I just said, I, I'm, I'm, I, when I see, when I see Coach Kerr, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to give him a hug. I'm going to give Bob Myers a hug. Draymond. I don't know Jordan Poole, but if I can't, man, just give you a hug, man. Because you know what? That, that, that is going to have some effect. You don't know what the after effects are going to be in this scenario here. And it's, it was just very unfortunate. Because like you said, these are all individually. I mean, these are good dudes. I mean, this yeah, is... Yeah, good dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and here's the that's thing. That's why it's here's an unfortunate I was thinking situation. About this. I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, when you have situations... You know, like when you have a situation like this, you're dealing with three of the best executives this league has to offer. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Lacob, he's in the top percentile of best governor or whatever the new term is now <laughs> in the league. Mm-hmm. And, and regardless of what sport, he's one of the best. Peter Goober and those guys, Joe Le- those guys are like, they've shown the ability to lead an organization. Yeah. Bob Myers is one of the best executives this league has to offer. Steve Kerr is on, he's already one of the top, what, 10, 15 greatest coaches, they said, of all time. <laughs> and growing and climbing and, you know. Okay. It, yeah. Not not just today. They said of all time. Yeah. So you have, I'm thinking, I'm saying to myself, if anything, us NBA fans, we have an example right now to see excellent leadership in a very difficult situation. Because you're talking about Coach Kerr, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob. You're talking about the best of the best of the best this league has to offer. And this is tough. So if there's anything you could say, it's like, okay, let's see what these top the very top of this league has to offer as far as solving this problem or getting through it. Mm-hmm. And so far, I got to give those guys credit. Yeah, and guess what? Jordan Poole looked great last night. You know what I mean? Just from a Jordan basketball Poole, standpoint, and, and, I mean, you know, he looked Jordan like he Poole. had all the confidence in the world. So, I mean, I, I was actually really happy to see that. You know what I mean? Because like you said, you don't know what the ramifications of something like this could be on the psyche of someone, on... You know, there, there's lots of factors and, and things at play that you could never really plan on. And the fact that at least Jordan Poole came out and looked good uh, playing last night, I, I took that as some sort of solace in the fact that, hey, maybe we're we're pushing the right buttons and we're moving forward in the right way, you know what I mean, as, as know, this team. You know, as you know, Tate and, and the listeners know, I'm, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm <laughs> huge. Like, not just a little Star Wars fan. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And I'm, I'm currently watching Andor right now. Yeah, same. Right? It's great. And, and, and I'm a little story here. When I was when I was in school, many, many, many thousands of years ago in college, right? I had a professor, like you know, you know, the few days that us, you know, us athletes did go to class, right? You know, there were just a few days. I don't know how they was in North Carolina, but in Iowa, you know, every now and then they would require a force to show up, right? And one of those few days that I, that I did show up for class. I had a professor and 
And on the first, first day of class, he said, it's my job as a professor here to never leave a scar on any student. And, and, I, and I never forgot that. I didn't understand it. But you know how someone will say something to you that just sticks with you? Yeah. He said, my job is to never leave a scar on any student. Okay. And he says, if you come to class, everyone will get an A in my class. That's my job. Everyone will get an A in my class. And my job is to never leave a scar. But your job is to come to class. And, I, and, and in that moment that I saw that video, it reminded me of that moment. Now, how does this get back to Star Wars? The last title of the, the last show in Andar was called The Axe Forgets. Right to all the Star Wars fans, I'm, I'm sure you guys watched it like me ten times, right? <laughs> and in that episode, it says the axe forgets, but the tree always remembers. Mm. And it was so profound to me because I was like, the axe forgets, but the tree always remembers. I don't know what and and. I've been in plenty of scuffles in my life. Some of them, I was the axe, okay? And some of them, I was the tree. I just hope that this young man doesn't have any scars on him Mm -hmm. when he leaves. Because he's a young man, talking about Jordan Poole. And that's why it's important. I always wanted to be not a good vet, a great vet. And when that happened, all of this just came to me like this, and then my phone rang, and it was Trent Tucker who called me. Mm. Love Trent because Tucker. My vet, who, you know, when I was a young guy in the NBA, he called, he said, man, I'm just checking on you, man. He said, man, this NBA, man, it's crazy. And I thought, man, I'm 55, and my vet is still checking up on me. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that someone, okay, because what has made the Warriors special, and I know they got great coaches and they got great executives and they got great players, but there's one thing they've always had was great internal leadership, mm-hmm. Tate. And I know this is a long answer. No, I mean, it's, it's a great answer. It's true. I mean, when you think about the and, guys and, that were there, Sean Livingston and some of these Sean guys. Liv- and that's exactly, they've had Most guys states. like David West. David West, yeah. Sean Livingston. Mm-hmm. And I remember Iggy. how Draymond would always talk about Jared Jack. I love Jared Jack, yep. And I would hope that Sean Livingston, which, and, and, and I appreciate what Andre Iguodala did when he said this is a great kid. I appreciate what Steph Curry did, yep. said this is a great kid. I thought they both coming out was important. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and because that is what's needed for anyone to get through this league. Like, we know these guys are tough and confident and all these things. But beneath all of that stuff, they're just humans. And, and in Jordan's case, just kind of a kid, you know what I mean? I mean Jordan <laughs> Poole is a young kid. Mm-hmm. And for that to happen, you don't know how anyone will respond. Exactly. And I just hope that the support system that's needed is in place for this young man to get through however he needs to get through yeah because 
what happened happened but you know I, I i'm heartbroken i'm heartbroken by the even talking about it because we've all been in scuffles right and i don't want to be that old guy be like oh man we used to do that all the time no it, it doesn't make it right because sometime yeah i might have been the one that got the you know was throwing up throwing a punch but you know i didn't win every fight <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean let's be honest you can't win every fight if you're going to be in a fight somebody's going to hit you too or sometimes you're going to lose too mm-hmm. right you know what I mean I know this generation they don't this generation has never taken an L no only W's, believe it or not yeah. all of us in that generation one time or another you, you won some and you lost some but I would hope that this young man can recover from this and go on to have a, a great career because I I, I, you know what? I love the game, but more importantly, the game is for young people. And Jordan Poole is a young man now trying to figure out who and what. And he has an opportunity to change not only his life, but his family's life and his family's 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 life with the type of economic things that could come come his way. Deservingly so. Yeah. And And I just hope that he can continue to do that stay on his path and get whatever's coming to him. Mm. I really do. So I just wanted to say that because things happen to, we've all been in, in fights and I'm not, I'm not proud of that part of my life and that part, because we don't talk about it enough. You know what I mean? It was just, it's just part of the culture. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't make it right though. It doesn't make it right, but he's a young man. He's, I mean, how old is he? Like 20, what? Two, yeah, I think it's like, like 23, 24, somewhere in that yeah, range. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, he's young, and for that to happen, and um, you know what? If anyone can get to it, get through this, I would say they at least have a chance. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be tough. Yeah, as a team. And, uh, no, I think that uh, that's very thoughtful. And, uh, no, I wanted to get your thoughts on it in general. So, I mean, uh, like you said, there's definitely a lot to figure out. But if there's one person um, not outside of, like you said, the great coach, the great GM, the great governor, um, I do think Steph Curry is a great leader. I really do. And I think he leads in his own way. And I think him coming out and saying that about Jordan was important. I think Iggy coming back and being a part of this team. There's reasons why you can point to the defending chance being able to. If there's any franchise group of people that can put this behind them and move forward in a positive direction, I think that is a group that actually can do it. They've fought some adversity before. So, um It'll be it'll be fascinating to watch, but I'm like I said, I'm excited that Jordan Poole played so well last night. Um, one more thing before we get out of here, I don't know if you watched the Abu Dhabi games, but Giannis was in Abu Dhabi. He was facing <laughs> the New Look Hawks, and uh, I was impressed with the New Look Hawks. They look pretty good, BJ, and uh, it got me thinking about the Eastern Conference. And there's going to be a lot of teams that are uh, think they're the ones that are going to represent the East, whether it be the Sixers, whether it be the Heat, whether it be the Bucks, whether right. it be the Celtics. Um, there's a lot of teams in the East that I'm excited to watch this season. So I just wanted to quickly get your thoughts on Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Dhabi yeah. And well, you know, of course, I'm going to always watch Giannis. And the G is silent, yes. by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like lasagna, G's moving silent. Yeah, yeah. The G is silent, okay. I did watch the game. I don't put as a... I think this is the former player of me. I don't put any stock into preseason. Good. Anyone I see well play in the preseason, I immediately check them off my list. So that's a bad team. <laughs> and I don't want to do that with Atlanta. Okay? I, 
It's like watching someone play well in summer league. I just check them off. Yeah, yeah. Because the best players always play bad in the summer league. That's not the NBA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Different game, yeah. Coaches, when you're playing with the Milwaukee Bucks, you're like, Giannis, I just want Giannis <laughs> to get his 20 to 24 minutes and get off the floor. <laughs> Healthy. With no injury. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I'm just telling you. No, I mean, that's I'm, how I felt I'm watching gonna t- it. I'm yeah. going to pull the curtain back. So that's what you want. You're like, okay, I want my guy to get like three eight-minute runs just to get his conditioning and get him off the court. Yeah. I don't care about the score. I don't care about any of this. He's going to get three eight-minute runs and get him off the court. That's it. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a successful game. You give the fans what they want. You, you get your you get your practice time in, game conditioning. Yeah, your little game speed You do speed it in front in. of the fans, yep. and then you move on. Mm-hmm. When I start seeing people play and play well in the preseason as if, as if that is something, I go, okay, that doesn't – that's not what preseason is all about. For a team that's trying to play a hundred plus games, yeah. Now's not the time now, to be to be throwing out your best stuff. It, yeah, did, it did seem okay. like Atlanta was going there to make sure they won those games, which uh, was okay, a little yeah, bit. And I, yeah. and that's fine. Hey, <laughs> I'm just telling you what I saw. I'm not now. Let's get back. Did Atlanta look impressive? Yes. Did Trey Young play well? He did. I think he had 30 points in one half. Okay. He's nutmegging people out there. You know, he's doing the whole thing. Yeah, okay. All <laughs> that's great. Now, let's do that in May and June, and then you got my attention. There you go. There you go. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, because the, the, the things that's going on in Abu Dhabi now, I'm not going to be talking about that in May and June. Yeah. Now, you and I are going to be at the finals, and I want to see that when it counts. Me too. Because let me tell you something. Giannis is going to be out there for 48 minutes. Okay? And that's a day. And he will do whatever is necessary to win that game. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Okay? That, that's what I know. And the Atlanta Hawks, they made shots. They look good. They. I like Murray. He looks good. Fits hey, in. Hey, hey. Murray, Trey. Hey, looks good. Looks good now. Now. But what I do know is that the Milwaukee Bucks didn't come here to win the preseason game. Mm-hmm. They came here to win when it counts. Yep. Okay. And if they can play at that level, then the Atlanta Hawks has my attention. Mm. But right now, they haven't shown me that ability. And I'm not taking away anything what I saw. Looked good in the preseason. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, don't read too much into it. Lakers fans. I'm not reading Lakers anything Lakers fans, don't read too much into the preseason. Everybody, don't read too much into the yeah, preseason. Yeah, I'm just, you know, you know what I mean? It, it, you know, it, look good, though. Yeah. They, they look good. <laughs> but the G is silent. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming back. And I, oh, hey, I, I'm I th- not worried. I think the Sixers are going to be right there. If you, had, if you had to come at me right now and say who's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think we're going to see Giannis versus Embiid. I, th- I think that's yeah, what we're going to I think that's what we're going to see. Philly looks like they're poised. I like Maxi. I like what Maxi looks like. These Tyrese Maxi is going to be an All Star this year. Mm, there you go. I like that. Midas, Maxie, our producer, loves that too. I, I just hope Maxi does the following for me. I hope he doesn't defer to anyone. Mm-hmm. It seems like he does have the green light. I mean, if you, if you look around, it, it almost seems like he's the franchise player. He, he. I just hope he doesn't defer. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is the best team. But Tyrese Maxey is going to have to be 
the best player. There you go. I like that. I think he okay. can do it too. I, I really, yeah, I, I really he, do. He's going to have to, because he's going to be in the best condition. I don't care what kind of condition the other two are in. They're not going to be in better condition than that kid. Mm-hmm. That kid seems like, I've never seen that kid tired. I just want to ask Doc Rivers when I talk to him. That, have you ever seen Tyrese Maxey tired? It seems like the guy just seemed like he just runs. Seems like he's he just runs. bouncing around at all times. Yeah, yeah. And smiling. Now, Joel Embiid is a he. He'll have Joel Embiid is the best player, no doubt about it. But Tyrese Maxey, if he starts deferring to the other players on the team, that's not good. That's not good for the team mm-hmm. because he is the one player, Tyrese Maxey, that could change the game with his speed because he can force everybody else to play at his pace. Yeah. Force mm. he could force James Harden have to play at his pace. Mm. He can force Joel Embiid. If Joel Embiid, because Joel Embiid can do it. Joel Embiid is that type of athlete. And if he forces those guys to play at his speed, yeah, I I think because not many people can play the game at that speed and that pace. He's a he's a very interesting player. I like him. I, I really like him. I think right now, if you ask me in day one, I would say those two. The team I'm most intrigued with, probably out of any team right now, is you know the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, I think Cleveland is. Uh, I try to make a list of my teams that are in in a wor- in any world they could actually be title contenders. You know, just like everything right. falls their way. Cleveland could be in that group. I mean, if everything falls I, their you, way, you I know, mean, you know. Cleveland's got the seven footers. They got the guards. I mean, they they, they got the they got, they got solid guards. They got Karis Levert. You got I like Okoro too. Kevin I mean, Love. they got guys yeah. on the wing that can defend. Yeah, I mean, so they, they they you know they 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 are intriguing this year. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know the team that I'm rooting for, and I got my hat on. I, I can't believe I'm, I'm doing this podcast, and I don't even have my shirt on. My Pistons, man, man. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Ivy. He looks really good early. Um, oh, man. I think Sadiq man. Bay might take a jump. He could be a guy that could be an all-star conversation. Bay, yeah, Bay. You know, I, I think this year for for my Pistons, our Pistons. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, for I'm our I'm team Pistons. Pistons, yeah. Troy Weaver's Pistons. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The great Troy Weaver. <laughs> Trader Troy, as they call him up there, you know. <laughs> This kid, K. Cunningham, is going to have to take a, a leap as far as leadership and what he's going to bring. Mm-hmm. Him and Ivy look like they could be a, a nice tandem for the next decade. Yep. And they seem like they yeah, like they, each other. They seem like they play well yeah, with each they, other. They, 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 Cutting okay. off the ball, we passing figure the ball. Out, yep. Then we have to figure out what's going to complement those guys to make a serious run. Because I think those two at the guards, that's at, the, that's at an elite level. Mm-hmm. This kid Ivy is an elite level athlete as a as a as a lead guard. And he six, he, he looks like he's about six five. He plays at his own pace already too. Like I mean, yeah. he's had some moments and, where you're like, wow, now, he, yeah. he's like slowing the game down and getting like an easy layup. Yeah, and then you have him and him and Cunningham. To me, the, those two together, that's elite level. Now you got to figure out the other three. I think those other guys are good, good players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sadiq Bay, Beef Stew, Beef Stew, Marvin Bagley, guys, yep. Bagley. Those guys are okay. But we need to complement those two guys in a way that they can play and, and now put together a team because they have 
I mean, they have it. Whatever the, it the is, Boyan, the Boyan trade to me was was terrific. Yep. But but everything has to be centered around those two guys. Mm. Those those are the, you know I can dream and think what what if Victor gets there? I mean, how good would that look? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the big piston. You yeah, know what I mean? that would be something. <laughs> that, hey, hey, that would hey, have Detroit. Hey, in, hey, in hey, a, hey. In I already got the nickname and everything. The big three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the big three. You know that's what I'm the real saying? Big three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but that's that's in my dream. But I, I'm gonna tell you what. I thought the Knicks looked pretty good the other night in my little pre- Knicks look look yeah. Knicks, Knicks looking mid season form. <laughs> they really did. Knicks looking I thought Knicks look I like I like Brunson. Look, I think that they had it looked like they had some like cohesion okay. as a how team. How could you if you like basketball, how could you not like Brunson? I know, exactly. Yeah. I mean the, the guy plays hard, guy plays tough. It knows how to play. I mean, he's he played, knows how to play. Yeah, it's it's he's very gritty, throwback. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how could you not like Brunson? Like, you're gonna say I don't like Brunson. Well, you don't like basketball. Then yep. the guy just shows up, plays, he competes. He's not the strongest. He's not the fastest. You know what I mean? But he just figures it out. He knows how to play. And I kind of like he that competes. the Knicks with Brunson and D Rose. I mean, I kind of like what they have, where they can. It's like two different teams, really. Like depending well, on. Who's I'm, out I'm there. interested to see the following because you know Coach Tib is a you know he's a he's a friend of the he's a friend of the show. Coach, I'm interested in seeing the following. He's got a little depth now. Mm-hmm. You got Quickly, you got Derrick Rose, you got Evan Fournier, you got Cam Reddish, you know. I mean, RJ. Deuce, this guy Deuce that's coming off the yeah, day. Yeah, you know, they, they yeah, got, he looks good. They got, they got, you know, they got Mitchell Robinson. Mm-hmm. They got a lot. Isaiah Hardenstein. They got a lot of players. Now, I want to see how they're going to utilize their depth with this group to get 40-something wins and somehow manage to get into the playoffs. Yep. Because that, to me, is the formula. And the reason I'm saying their death is because they don't really have a Kevin Durant or a Jason Tatum or a Joel Embiid. That top-level guy that can help you yeah, win 10-15 games. But with yeah. their depth, they could wear you out and wear you down. You know, I could see RJ – being the best player one night, then you know the next Brunson, night Julius Randle, then the next night yeah. is Brunson, then one one night Derrick Rose, and then mm-hmm. the next night, I mean Cam Reddish could have a big game. I could see them having multiple players playing big every single night, and having, you know, listen, if this team gets forty to forty five wins, I think that's a successful season. Absolutely, with this group. Yeah, and with so, the East, I mean, the East is taking a step. I mean, uh, Toronto's going to be yeah, better. Is, I mean, Scotty yeah. Barnes is going to be really good hey, for man, that team. Toronto, yeah, wow, Toronto looks good. Of course, the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, you start Philly, running, you start running Milwaukee, down. There's really not a team, Atlanta. even a team like Orlando with Wagner and Paolo Bancaro. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're going to be a team that's not the easy out that they maybe were, you know, last year. So. Cleveland, Cleveland. You know, let's not. I mean, look, you know, we got to give them respect. The Bulls. Absolutely. You know, got to at least an- anticipate that the Bulls are going to be back with DeMar DeRozan. The play-in could be very competitive this year is, yeah, is what I'm you know, saying. So we'll see. But I, I think it's going to be tough. I'm excited about the season. I know we've gone incredibly long, but it was a lot to talk about. Yeah, we had a lot uh, to talk about. I'm glad that the season's back, man. I, I'm, I'm glad to be back on the air. Let's get it this year. Yeah, let's get it. Let's talk about it all. I'm excited to uh, see my Nuggets get back to full health. I, I, I want to see what they look like with their big three right. there. Jamal yeah, Murray Jamal being Murray, back. Michael know. Porter being back. The Clippers, as you mentioned, with John Wall, Kawhi being back. Man, how good be, do they look? They're going to look fascinating. Look? I mean, and they have that depth that you talk about, the Clippers. I mean, Terrence Mann, all these guys that come off the bench and give them Amir Coffee. they give them great minutes. So, 
yeah, there's a lot of fascinating good teams. And I, I in my head, I feel like there's nine, ten teams that maybe could win the title. I know that's not really the case, but you know, the, the right. optimism going into the season is very high, and uh, it doesn't feel like a foregone conclusion. So that's good for an NBA year. And uh, I'm excited to keep pushing through this year, BJ. Anything else before we get Man, out of here? I can't say. <laughs> I can, only thing I can say, my friend, is winning water. What do you do? We got to make waves. We will see you next week. Thank you.